Hey guys, welcome back to Quenta Quenta Podcast. This is Angela. It's your girl Tessa. What's up guys, it's Ed. And this is KP. Guys, what are you eating? I was eating Ritz crackers with brie cheese. <laughs> Nothing Filipino here. Caucasian is out today. Mm. <laughs> the caucasity. I um I cooked yes. like kielbasa with like some eggs and I used That's also very <laughs> Caucasian. Kielbasa, the, the Kielbasa? people of my Polish, yeah, the food of my <laughs> Polish ancestry. <laughs> anyway, that's how you guys, my cousin is Polish. Yeah, you told no us. No way, are they? Po- yeah. They're another Filipino. Yeah, well, her his uh his son is Filipino. Yeah. Oh, his son is Filipino. Mm-hmm. Filipino, oh, yeah. Cute. I love it. Yeah. His, so he is, oh my God. Like, when we talk about like like babies that look like dolls, he is such a pretty boy. Like, mm. oh my God. I wish I had a picture mm. to show you, but she does not like posting him anywhere. And, but is his, he such oh a pretty God. boy? His name, his name is Sebastian, too. And he has curls. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. And his oh. eyes are super pretty. And I was like, Oh. Is that Sebastian? Heartthrob. Yeah, his name is Sebastian. Yeah, that is the cutest mm. name. Literally killing. He's gonna. He's kill, devouring. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> subscribe um, to our Patreon for, for bonus <laughs> content of Sebastian. <laughs> Listen, guys, we have a Kofi now. And... <laughs> right. Subscribe, subscribe to our OnlyFans to for. OnlyFans. No, no, we can't. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. You're not going to find anything but blurred out photos of me on there. Some people would pay for blurred out photos. That's crazy. Please. That's My true, Venmo though. is at its Like That is crazy. Insane. I'm not all for it. That being said, my Venmo is. <laughs> Yo, if you guys want a blurred screen, I got you. <laughs> you want, yeah. You want four pixelations? 16 Yo, pixelations you know- cost more. There's this dude who who made sixteen thousand dollars in one night for sleeping and then having whoever was watching to wake him up with loud noises. Have you heard of that? <gasps> oh, true, yeah, yeah, no, it's a Bro, Twitch what? thing. Yeah, yeah it's oh. a Twitch thing. Yeah. I was like, damn, I'd be working. <laughs> I could make sixteen thousand dollars. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> nice. Um, it's about yeah, you so today, talking- Ed. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I was on a gig uh, kind of recently, and it it wasn't what I was expecting. So I've worked with this 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 guy that hired me before, but um, the team is always different. Like we're always like freelance people kind of thing. Um, but recently, he's been getting a lot more like union gigs. So oh. it's like yeah, so it's like people have Aren't to be, be union. better. Or like, yeah, they're yeah. supposed to be. There's, well, there's, there's <laughs> they're more regulated. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. They're more regulated. And so it's really cool because it's like, oh, cool. So I know I'm going to get this much time to eat. I'm going to get this much time to like set up and like people are going to mm-hmm. understand when I need certain things. And like people get the language, right? And okay. they're not like like super new to filming. So all like the problems that you'd have with like inexperience wouldn't come into play. And so it's like you're just working with a more professionally um backgrounded team which is cool and it makes things a lot more streamlined but the problem is is that a lot of times I am the youngest person in the room and people look at me as if I'm super inexperienced because I look young 
even though like sometimes I'll probably be like the third youngest, fourth youngest, or like even like 10 years older than like some other people that are working there and they just don't think I am. I have like a way different approach to sound that like other sound mixers have. But another thing is I'm also like super sensitive um, because it's like a lot of the day consists of me really, really focusing on like what I'm hearing. So it's not just like I'm visually looking Mm -hmm. at what's happening. I am visually seeing and I have to monitor every single thing that I hear. And then I have to uh, like think about how I'm going to convey what I'm hearing to someone else to get them to understand whether or not that was a good take for me. And then it Mm -hmm. comes into play of like, I have to understand other people's egos and who they are on set and what they think the set means to them in order to better uh, communicate to that person what I need. Because it's like, most of the times, if, they, if I'm running set, or like, if they let me be the sound guy that I want to be, I can just be like, yo, we got to cut. I don't like that sound. Or like, hey, hold for five minutes. This isn't good. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then it's fine. When you get into bigger stuff like that, it's like, oh, you got to know if the director likes it when you call it out. Or if the director would prefer you to tell the AD that it wasn't good. And then the AD talks to him and says mm-hmm. that they need another one. Or if like you should talk to the camera guy and like all this other stuff. So it's, it becomes mm. really, really complicated because so many people have like inflated egos because they're like the best director at telling people like whatever, how to stand. And it's literally like they're <laughs> not even doing anything on set. They're just standing there and like being present. <laughs> I'm just like, bro. <laughs> Anyways, that's uh, so like that's essentially what I do. And so by like mid set because I'm so focused and honed in, I get super, super sensitive because it's just like, bro, like I'm literally sitting here, like focusing all of my attention into this one thing. And then at the end of the day, I get so irritated and like, I'm just not fun to be around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, but, but on set, I'm like super sensitive because I have so much stimuli coming at me, like for that whole entire, like whatever, eight, six hours that we filmed for. The gig that I was on, right? I don't know if you got, should I? say the name is that safe can you like so, I, didn't I don't want you getting any... in trouble so right it's okay. richard it's richard <laughs> right so i was on a production for richard <laughs> and it was and it was it was it was a really interesting production because it was a um what do you call those things when people get together again reunions yes it was a reunion richard <laughs> yeah. performance vaccinated right? <gasps> is it is it um is it a tv show it was it's a it was a um a theatrical performance of richard oh, okay okay yeah with okay. some big name stars that performed in tv shows like richard Mixed where richard. they sing things and richard the series mm. no 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 it was like no. one in it was like high school richard where they sing Oh, wait. But not, but not what you're thinking of. It doesn't have high school in the name. Oh, okay. Basically, what happened was I got called for this gig. And um, the guy who calls me is the person that I uh, was in my contact for when I did the, the Jonas Brothers documentary, when I did the um, that Bunny documentary. Man, name dropping. I love it. I know, I did, literally. Um, the stuff with like Michael B. Jordan. And so. Um, my husband <laughs> yeah we 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 had a we, we had, had an episode about that we had a, and yeah, so, we had an episode and about so that. um yes so like i was expecting like a certain kind of like like laid backness to the way that we filmed because like all those other shoots were super laid back mm-hmm. um, but like very like run and gun so it's like oh you don't know what's going to happen so be ready for anything but you know we're chill about it mm-hmm. and so okay. like i go into set and it's like kind of chill 
I find out that I'm actually the second sound mixer, um, which is fine. That's really cool. That means like all the responsibilities on someone else and not on me. So I get to chill mm-hmm. and be like basically the the boom guy, but the boom guy with like his own sound mixing kit. Um, we're like filming in this bar and it's like, it's like a live reunion, but it's not. So it's like, we're faking that it's live oh. or it's pre-recorded, um, but it's like off cup. So they can say whatever they want to. No one's directing them. It's just kind of like, oh, can you talk about this? Oh, can you talk about that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so essentially what's happening is I'm, I'm booming, right? So I have my boom and I'm like getting the sound. And then um, um, all of a sudden uh, I feel someone tugging at my boom and pulling it. And I'm just like, yo, what's happening? So, cause like what I do when I boom is like, I'll look at the frame to see like what they have and like what they can see so that mm-hmm. I know how low my boom can get. And then whenever I can't do that, then I just kind of estimate. But like, so I look in frame and I'm seeing how low I can get. And so while I'm looking in frame, someone grabs my boom and pulls it down. And I'm just like, all right, that's a little weird. And so I mm-hmm. look over and it's the other sound mixer. And he's like, oh, just put it here. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. In my, like in my, in my mind, and my body, I got super angry. I was like, yo, don't touch my shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Don't you touch my shit, bro. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not the one right now. <laughs> and so especially on uh, film sets where it's like, you're really not supposed to touch anyone else. Like literally, right. no matter what you are, you're not supposed to touch. Don't touch the prop. Don't touch the right. equipment. Yeah, exactly. And that's why Straight up could have just told you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, we have words. You can use words. It's cool, man. Like we're some mm-hmm. people like I, I, I was like, I get it. If you say things, I'll know what you're talking about. But I, I'm, again, I think it's because I look young. He was a, he was an older gentleman. Mm, and he, okay. I think he just assumed I didn't know what I was doing and I was like because my gear didn't look like his gear and and I was just like all right whatever bro fine okay and so I was like I'll Wait, just let it go note, do you do you bring your own like gear your yeah. own gear to set oh mm-hmm. I didn't know that yeah I have my I've own seen gear. some of his gear is pretty dope <clears throat> yeah I, I actually that's I'm about cool. to upgrade tomorrow too it's gonna be great that's really um, cool but yeah thank you um <laughs> but yeah so he pulls down my stuff I get really angry and I'm just like you know whatever like it's fine. If he's the sound mixer, I'm just going to swallow my pride. I'm just here to work. It's, it's one day, no worries. Right. Mm-hmm. But then the director was like, oh yeah, thank you for doing that. I was going to say something. And I was like, bitch, I didn't even set up yet. The fuck you mean? <laughs> In my head. Cause obviously okay. you can't say that out loud. Right. Right. And so right, I was right. just like, I was like, all right, okay, cool. It's the first, it's like, it's like what, within the first 10 minutes, no, like, no worries. We saw like, we got this. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good day. Don't worry about it, bro. Like, it's okay. You're a good sound mixer. Don't worry. Like, mm-hmm. don't, don't mm-hmm. be like upset with yourself and in your head. It's fine. Maybe you're taking it the wrong way. It's whatever. Um, right. So we keep going and the director is giving me looks like questioning whether or not in my mind that I know what I'm doing. And so then I'm like, okay, so this, so now I have to play up being the sound, the sound guy, which means I need to call out when sounds are happening. I need to blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Basically, I need to make up things that are happening so that they know I'm paying attention. So I'm like, oh, cool okay. for the sound, even though no sound happens, right? Or I'm like, yo, there's a <laughs> siren in the background. And they're like, what siren? And I'm like, I can hear it just stop. So to make them oh my understand God. that I have authority okay. on like, okay, okay. Um, so it's like, so then after that, he's like, okay, maybe this guy knows what he's doing. So he stopped giving me that look as if like, I'm not doing what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get past this part, right? And then I kind of like finesse my way into like the second day of filming. 
Um, so you weren't originally supposed to film. I wasn't the originally day. supposed to film. Okay. The day. Okay. And um, so like I heard that they were going to be doing the actual um, rehearsal for Richard. And I was like, oh, yo, that would be so dope to be there and like watch them do that. That'd be so mm-hmm. cool. Like, I wish I could be part of that, blah, blah. And the guy that got me was like, yeah, well, I mean, like, are you free that day? And I was like, yeah, yeah I'm free that day. I mean, like, I had something planned, but I can move it around. And then he was like, all right, cool. Oh. Yeah, come through. Like, we'll put you on that day. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, let's go. Nice. Um, so, yeah, two days of good work from one day is awesome. Um, then, so the third day, right, we're in the space. Um, and it's really, really hectic because we have to mic. I think it was like 18 people. Um, and like we have like 18 people mic'd and then we have to mic the orchestra. So we oh. have all these lines coming from the main sound mixer to these places. And we only have like, I think it was like 30 minutes to set up. Oh and like, gosh. and so it's like 30 minutes to set up 18 microphones, test them, set up like, I forgot how many orchestra spots, but test those microphones and then like, run all the cables so that no one's tripping and stuff like that. So it was really, really hectic. I was, I was literally running around and sweating. Um, Bro. And so already in my mind, I'm like tired, but I'm like, okay, it's fine. But then I'm like, oh shit, I have to boom this. So for the whole rehearsal, the boom is over my head, following people around, right? Uh... And, so, and so in my mind, I'm like, okay, as a narrative, filmmaker when you boom someone you boom them here right out of frame like this is the this would be where the boom is mm-hmm. and and I'm like okay cool so I need to get close to whoever's speaking and like run around and do that and so I go and I do that right and then all of a sudden I feel someone grabbing the back of my uh mm-hmm. mixer strap and he mm-hmm. literally pulls me mm-hmm. and like to where I'm like almost tripping I'm almost tripping and I'm just like, oh, yo, like what is happening? And then, so he pulls me, he's like, I want you to stand here. So he gives me a point of like, okay, let's say, sorry, okay. Let's say that this is the stage, right? Mm-hmm. The, there are tables along this part of the stage and then this is where everything's happening. Then you have this little slit, the slide slit right here where the sound mixer was and all the other people. So the orchestra is back here. This is where everything is happening. This is the the uh, like tables where all like the executives are sitting and whatever okay. have you people that need to see it for some reason right so he put me on this corner and wants me to boom this entire set from this corner that doesn't and make I, sense right but you can't you don't even you can't yeah I don't know I mean I'm, I might be the sound mixer but it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me I'm just the sound mixer though I don't, what do I know um and so <laughs> so I was like I was like you want me to get all of this from here and he was like yeah and I was like okay so I look at the main sound mixer and I'm like did you hear that he's like no just keep just keep going and I'm like but what do you mean keep going like go get closer I can't he just told me not to and so now I'm like I'm conflicting because I'm like well if I want good sound this is what I have to do but the director told me not to so who do I listen to right so I'm already fighting in my head and I'm angry because I'm like yo who the fuck wants like why like anytime you put your hands on somebody it's yeah yeah, it's Mm. literally like expect someone to put their hands on you and that's how I was raised um by the streets of Duval <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it's that it's that Indian it's that India Indian blood in Indiana blood Indiana blood and so and so I'm like all right fine like whatever and so like I'm doing that right and so 
we we um like cut for like a small break and i go up to the director and i'm like okay let's give him the benefit of the doubt maybe he just needed to move me really quickly for some reason and he couldn't use his words i don't know whatever I, I just have to deal with it till I get get through this part, and then you know I can go home and forget about it. I'll never work with them again. No worries. Um, so I go up to the director and I'm like, "Hey, what do you want me to get? Because when I'm in this corner, I'm I can't get the yeah. people talking in the main like area. Like, so what are you looking for?" And so he's like, "Oh, I just want you to get these people in this corner." He's like, "It basically the auxiliary people," and I was mm -hmm. like. Cause he was like, everyone's mic'd, right? And I was like, yes, everyone's mic'd. Obviously you saw us set it up, bitch. Like what the fuck? <laughs> um, and so he was like, yeah, just get these auxiliary people. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, okay, so I'm getting the auxiliary people but like, I'm not getting them exactly. Like I'm getting like an echo almost. Like it's like far enough that you would, you could hear that they're in a space not like you can hear them. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so I go to move closer and they're like doing these things where they're coming from this part of the stage and then running that part of the stage and then running back to this part of the stage. And I'm like, you told me to follow these people. So I'm following these people, right? Mm -hmm. Like that makes sense, right? Because you told but, yeah, that makes sense. Right. That you told me and, to get the sound of these people. So that's what I'm going to do. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Right. And so I follow these people across the stage and I'm coming back, right? And then they stop in the middle. So I'm in the middle. I'm getting these people. Guess what I feel again? Mikey pulls you again. Mr. Guy grabs me by the strap. Not even my arm. Not even taps me. Grabs me by the strap. Pulls me back to my corner. Says that's enough. Um, and I'm like, like, you're right. This Whoa. is enough. <laughs> like, yeah. I was, yeah. Like, literally, we took a break right after that. And the guy that got me into set, he was like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, would you like, be okay? Yeah. And he was like, oh. he was like, okay. He was like, I'm so sorry that this is happening. But like, the thing is, is that it didn't come with a solution. It came with a, just hold on until we're finished and then you can go home. Mm. Like, right. bro, you like, okay. You as the producer can't talk to this man to <clears> say anything <throat> on my Right, side. like why didn't, yeah. did, did you ever get right. a reason to why this person could not be talked to? Right, exactly. And there, there was none. Um, because mm. he's like a big shot director, right? And so, but the thing that got me like the worst was that like, whenever he needed the camera guy to move, he would tap the camera guy and whisper something in his ear. Mm. And, he, and then he would move. And so I felt super disrespected like that whole day. You should, like literally yeah. as you should. Yeah. But like, and I understand, okay, so the director, like whatever so but who came over and talked to you though ed and was like hey like i'm sorry this or that it was a producer yeah, right he was the producer yeah so why didn't the producer why did why was the producer unable to say something to this to the person who was like grabbing you like i don't understand right. that's what i didn't understand yeah. either and i'm like i usually give um richard the second the benefit of the doubt <laughs> he's like he's like super chill super relaxed. yeah like, i i if i was given a chance i would love to be on his team again mm -hmm. but just him i hate the director can't do that again mm -hmm. but i'm pretty sure the director feels the same way but like but for me like another thing is is i i film like this so it's like so i can hear what's happening outside of everything yeah and i'm just like bro you could have literally 
and it's like he was on this side of me like you see that my ear is open like he had no yeah. excuse he had no it's excuse. really just disrespectful and for me yeah. i feel like it's racist that's how i <laughs> not feel. really like you're that you're younger but i don't know i, I just mean, find that like i like how you went i mean i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not, t- I'm not asking you to take it back but i do there's something about what you said is like you think it's like maybe a race issue no because i i honestly think that people view asians in general as people who we who you can like just step on like Mm. because like we're we're seen as very timid very like you know we're not we're not confrontational so like oh like the especially like asian men i feel like and asian women too like we like people just feel like they can do whatever they want to us because we won't do right. anything because we're obedient yeah yeah but like my other thing was is i i don't give him the benefit to know that i was asian i feel like he thought mm. i was mexican or something um, okay okay because i look hispanic i look more hispanic filipino than i do look asian filipino but the fact that he fine. that he would tap the camera guy and not you it's just right yeah just, wait like, so, ethnicity was the camera so, guy yeah so then i got i got yeah. to looking around because I, I try not to make it a race thing if i can i try mm-hmm. to give like benefit of the doubt of like more often than not because like i don't want to put myself in that mindset and just be angry because mm-hmm. I, ha- I mean, I have to work with these people for like the rest of the day. So what am I going to do? Just be angry all day. Okay. Um, so I look around and lit- I, I want to say like four people are ethnic, uh, two of them being black. One is Asian and then I'm the other. And so the Asian person is the cello player obviously okay. <laughs> right like, what else would they be? wait so you can't cello, just sorry. say like she ethnic pl- she and then you're the just violin. like obviously she's the cello player sorry. the asian person is the violinist right which mm. is good for her um but then the other ethnic dude is white passing um probably like i would i assume hispanic um part of okay. like the, the auxiliary cast okay. and then the other person is black and she plays one of the main cast but she's like light-skinned black but you so you're basically the only person of color on the crew is yeah oh no on the crew i, I was on the, the crew color, yeah mm-hmm. and okay. uh so at that point i was like I, it could it could be both it could be that i'm young and i'm ethnic it could be that i'm ethnic and not just young it, it's like there were so many things that i felt like went against me in terms of just visibly like physical things that Mm -hmm. I felt like I was being targeted for Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. that director specifically yeah because I was like everybody else didn't give me a problem aside from him and the other sound mixer but once I started talking to the sound mixer he got it he was like all right dude like yeah like you know your stuff it's cool like I'll Mm -hmm. just trust you to do what you need to do um but uh yeah Mm. so that was that was that experience it really didn't feel good and uh, I I was really angry for a while I'm sorry Ed it's okay it's okay mm. but um another thing that i find really interesting is that like a lot of the times this happens to me and like all, all of my other sound mixer friends don't have this experience and i'm Are just like white no they're mm. black that's a yeah asian no one wants to and and i'm like well so my mentor right is he's like an older um he's an older dude from trinidad um mm-hmm. Trinidad right he's Trini so he's an older Trini dude and um he's like he's like yeah I never get treated like that on set like I don't know why anyone would do that to you and he was he was angry for me 
I was like, could it be that like, because you're older, they assume that you know more because your gear looks like something that they know that they treat you differently. He was Mm -hmm. like, well, in, in my eyes, I feel like if someone shows up to a gig with gear that doesn't look up to par, then they must be a badass because they know what they're doing and they can work with Mm -hmm. gear that doesn't look up to standard Mm -hmm. and still Mm -hmm. get you the same product that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's what I think. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But he was like, so I really don't understand why people would treat you this way. Cause like during that time period, I was getting like really, really like crazy, like directors that like, just like that just thought that they could do whatever they wanted was, with me was this during the time that you worked on quarantine actually uh <laughs> so no the other actually became before that like way before okay that. it was like the time of when like i worked with mr nigeria the time when i don't know if you guys remember that story that i posted on instagram um i don't remember it i'm sorry it like, so it's like the mr nigeria guy it was this one there was this this other woman who like just assumed that we could work 14 hour days, get a super late lunch, only have like one slice of pizza. And I'm sorry. Expect like, <laughs> Ew. To go. oh my God. That it, one was a was gong insane. show when I was reading that one. Bro, like, ugh. but yeah, I just don't know. Like, I don't know if it's my demeanor on set or like what that like makes people think that they can just like walk all over me. I mean, I don't mm. think, like, as far as, like, physically moving someone, like, I don't under, like, that has nothing to do with your demeanor. That has to do with, I feel like, the person um, who, like, put his hands on you. Um, so that's, like, unexcusable. However, like, I I do kind of see your point as it's, like, there is a difference between you and, like, your other sound mixer friends and for whatever reason there there is like a noticeable difference whether it be because like you are like asian looking like angela's point might be that might have some people thinking a certain way um or because you're younger but there definitely is some sort of like uh discrimination going yeah because he he knows how to direct people with the camera obviously he was able to tell him where to go so it's not like that was literally his job description to direct you yeah yeah. Like literally in his job description to direct you to do what you what you need to do and what he needed. So I don't. I feel like a lot of like you you hear a lot about that in Hollywood where people allow other people's behaviors just because of their position. Like you mm-hmm. like with I don't know what's his name Josh Josh Whedon or something like just because you you have like a a reputation mm-hmm. as an artist, people are like oh maybe that's just part of his process or like you know like oh like that. You know, so like we we let that slide for. Oh, for there was there was one time I was on set. I was an extra, and um, James Franco was on set. I don't mind because everyone knows James Franco's kind of an asshole. Um, but he like he was fine most of the set day. But there was this point where he needed to like run through a crowd of people, a crowd of extras, and the extras had to part. So every so the um. The crew was actually really good. Um, the extra, what is her extra manager? I forget the, ex- the technical term, but she was really good at like saying, "Okay, you go to the side, you go to the side, you go to the side, you go to the side." Make sure that you're clear because not only does James have to run through, but then there was also the camera guy had to run through that area too. So everyone was like, "Okay, I know the parts." This one girl 
got lost in the sauce and she got like stuck in between. <laughs> so she was like going back and forth and she was kind of getting bumped and back and forth. And she was just trying to like land on a side. And as that was happening, James Franco whacked her because she was trying, like he was trying to like make the point to camera or whatever, something like that, like literally whacked her. I remember seeing that and like, like it wasn't hard or anything, but it definitely was like a, it was like a ugh, like move forceful yeah it was forceful and I was just like bro and I remember I was like a foot away because he didn't just whack her he whacked like everyone like in that vicinity because like she because she was doing that it kind of like stifled like other people who were trying to get out um get to their side but I remember I was a foot away and I remember thinking like I fucking swear if he had hit me I would have had a conniption <laughs> right no exactly and like the thing is, is that like in the industry, you like get kind of groomed to not say anything or do right. anything because you don't want to like lose your job or lose credibility because the only thing that gets you hired again is like people's word of mouth and how easy you are to work with. Sorry, mm-hmm. I was trying to think of a word, yeah. um, but it's like, so it's like whenever I talk about that story and like the other stories to like my friends, they'll be like, why didn't you just say something? Why didn't you blah, blah, blah. But then when I talk to other people in the industry about it, they're like, oh my God, you handled that with such grace. Like you, you did so well, like that's how you, you're supposed to do it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, like the, the two sides of the coin are so like contrasting that yeah. it's, it's hard mm. to make the proper decision and like prepare yourself for the next time it happens. Don't, don't you think it's kind of fucked up that like our industry like as quote-unquote artists is like what the root of like the entertainment industry is or promote so much like compassion and empathy and like oh we're here for each other but like sometimes when like when you're on set and stuff like that and as you were saying it's very normal to be like treated that way and obviously obviously everyone knows that it's not right but it's kind of like there's a pass meanwhile like you could be telling a story about like someone who's being bullied and like something like that right like as that's happening yeah Yeah. like on set so i don't know it's it's i don't have an answer i just find it there's not enough there's not enough over there's not enough oversights um and then it's just like from my like from my experience not just myself but definitely like experience like with like the friends that i i i talked to i mean you guys included but mm-hmm. definitely the guys that the like guys I talked to that are in the industry as well too. It's just, it's, it, it's, it's the, it's a lack of oversight. And it's like, like th- the problem with even having oversight is because there's so much traditionalism baked into the industry. Um, and a lot of like, well, this person gets their way. There's so much money involved as well too. Like, mm-hmm. especially when you get to a higher up position in crew, such as like producer director, it's just like, well, how can like, it's hard for any kind of oversight to, to happen when so much money is like someone, so much money and so much um, production value is involved. Um, not in, not in the um, like, not into production itself, but in just one person. Right. So it's like, it's, it, I mean, I think a lot of businesses go through that um, the industry in particular though. Um, yeah. There's just like lack of oversight. Like I, I think of other industries like sales industries, or like even right now, currently, like in the video game industry, that oversight is starting to be grown within the industry because there's too many people that are getting stepped on. So mm-hmm. now like CEOs and everyone else, now they have a, a level of oversight, even to the point where the government actually has gotten involved. But the industry doesn't also, have that yet. 
I also feel like with our industry, because it's like an art industry, there's mm-hmm. a lot of like this idea that if you want to make it, you have to do whatever it takes. Yeah. yeah. So right. there's a lot of like, especially as an actor, because I don't really have a lot of experience as crew, but as an actor, they're like, you have to do this. If you want to make it, you have to do, even though it's like in your gut, like, I don't want to do this, you know? Right. So I, yeah. I like how and- Angela was like, I don't have a lot of experience as crew. Meanwhile, she directed a whole ass film. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I had no freaking clue what I was doing. Like, I literally, I don't know if Ed remembers. I literally had to actually like, what's a DP? Like, what is that? Well, like, can you explain in what context? Because you don't know context. the terms doesn't in mean context. that. Listen, KP, <laughs> just because. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've had more experience as like, and acting and people telling mm. me like you have to do this because you're not going to make it as an actor if you if you have morals or whatever if you have like stuff boundaries that's the word if you boundaries. have boundaries mm. like you can you know so I feel like in James Franco because I used to love James Franco and it's, it, it breaks my heart that he's an asshole <laughs> but like I know he's very like very performance artsy, very like, oh, like whatever it takes. So I feel like in that moment where he whacked the, the extra, he's probably like, oh, it, it was part of the character or like, you yeah. know, like it's, it took that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I feel like that's why our industry in particular is like that because it's always like for the art, for the sake of the art, you know? Right. That, and I feel like once you get into like the bigger, like artists and stuff like that, it's like, they don't, realize how badly their crew is getting treated because they're being chauffeured out of the room so quickly and Mm. being like pampered so well by like the other crew that they don't see like everything that's actually happening unless you take a look at it Mm -hmm. yeah i've heard i've heard some like good stories about like well uh, like those who are in front like like in like in the front of the cameras now like having background in the like having background in crew or that they they can have more um empathy empathy towards, towards what, crew yeah mm-hmm. yeah towards toward what towards what needs to be done um may more or less i feel like um i know i don't want to stereotype this too much but just like kind of a newer the junior generation kind of gets it because they had to do like all hands new media gets it because a lot of times mm-hmm. Um, like new media am I boring I'm just kidding Tessa I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> no it's okay it's midnight over here KP <laughs> yeah I thought you were on LA time oh well I mean you know I, um no I'm no no yeah no it's all good <laughs> no it's just <laughs> also wait for side note I have nodes so I'm doing vocal therapy so my throat is actually opening up again so I'm yawning more because of that mm. so oh, nice. that's a really nice excuse that's I'm, cool <laughs> being bored at my um and i'm yawning because i what so, is it opening so, up my nose <laughs> so she's like pro. so actually kp like no i forgive actually, you it's a medical or... thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah. i'm done yeah i just actually... yeah my just my point is just like i think new media gets it because a lot of people in front of the camera have to also be behind it because they're right. also ones like they're demanding their own cameras they're demanding their own crew yeah. right but then it, it, yeah, hopefully that, that, hopefully the new wave of artists and things like that can change this kind of thing that's happening. And a lot of the friends that I work with that are getting to these higher like positions and stuff like that are changing that kind of aspect. So I, I see only good things coming forward, but that, that was just my experience. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You can also play like devil's advocate and sometimes mm-hmm. like I like I, that, this is not this is not like towards you or anyone else in crew but sometimes I like having like produced a few things like lately in the past year like gang gang I, I get ticked off when crew doesn't know the the f they're doing like mm-hmm. I've had people on crew it's like I can totally do this like I had there was one um so I was helping produce a um a music video mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I got a set dresser. I already see this going bad. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> I, I got a I got a set dresser, and she's like, I could totally do it. And then like, she got on set. I was like, Can you like help? It's kind of like all enhancing. We were like a very skeleton crew, so right. it's like she was gonna do set dress and the other little things that we needed. Like she said that she would help. The only thing she did was like, she assembled a like because we needed it for a shot. She assembled a plate of like bacon and eggs. Yeah. And then, okay. like, she did nothing for two hours but talked to talent, and then she left. And I'm like, what the? Like, I'm not, what the freaking are you doing? Like, so I was like, she didn't get paid. She didn't get, it's like, it's like you did nothing on set. Like, so yeah. like, she's like, well, can I get this? Can I at least get gas money? I give her like 20 bucks. I was like, leave me alone. I'm never going to use you again. Like, so it's like, I get really, and I, I hate it too that, like, sometimes you got to, like, like, I don't, I don't want you spilling, like, how I'm a bad director or producer. So like I'm gonna be civil with you. Mm. I'm gonna pay like mm-hmm. I'm always I always Other feel end like of it. I'm right. gonna pay you off because I don't want you spilling like I'm a bad director. But but like in my head, I'm never ever gonna call you again for any of it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like I'm going do, through that now too. So yeah, go ahead. I do that with like social media influencers a lot that I have to work with. I'll just be like, yeah, it was fine. Da, 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 da. And then I have like um I have a never work with again um list. <laughs> Let's go. I hope I never get onto any of them. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, So it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah. Hopefully things are changing. Um we'll see though, because like it is a business. So I don't know. I don't know. It sucks when you do have to like you can already see yourself. I'm like, dang it, I might have to go there again. I might have to do this again. Like I like mm. currently as some clients were just like i hope they don't call frequently because this freaking guy like you want to work you're going to get the money but at the same time it's like this guy it's not worth it freaking yeah it's like <laughs> it's almost not worth it, it but it's like oh yeah. i don't yeah it's like that's it's another gig no yeah. I, but then I there's some people are just like no, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no yeah because like this guy that, that gets me it's like like one check will pay for two months of rent i'm like bro it's like i gotta go "Uh." you know you Um, know what i feel i feel the same way about working a wedding like as a photographer oh weddings are terrible oh my god it's terrible but you work you work 12 to 14 hours it's horrible but yeah you just like you're like your entire (laughs) your entire like 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 a month's worth of pay in just like 12 hours of work but i hate working them i hate it yeah so wait like, why no are weddings so bad they look like so much fun like well, yeah when, when you get to rest to be at. yeah when they're feeding you <laughs> when freaking the reception and when you get to go and dance floor and just dance and you get to like you know like you get to get lit but when you're like the photographer and then you're there like in the morning like at yeah. eight o'clock like you're there when they're dressing up you're there taking pictures you're not taking a single break at all because like you are running from one place to another like um oh, one, we- okay. one wedding one wedding and i wasn't even the, the main photographer i was just like helping him with like his light stands 
Okay. But like the one wedding, like we did not get a break. Like we started the day at nine o'clock and we did not get a break until, um, until they, they did a half wrap uh, on us, like right before like the dance floor stuff. So when they got most of the shots done and everyone's eating, everyone's eating dinner at the reception. Yeah. And this is like seven o'clock at night. So we've already oh been there gosh. like nine o'clock, seven o'clock. And we get no breaks at all. Like I even asked my friend, I was like, can I get a water? And I was like, how? And I was did like, you, what are you talking about? I need a water, bro. Like, you I need a water and a snack. The, the wedding photographer who they, they refused to give him food. So he deleted all of their pictures. <gasps> oh, shit. My new like hero. He, he just wanted one plate of food and they, they wouldn't give it to him. So he was yeah, like, I, he just deleted all of their photos. Yeah. Was it, they didn't want to. I thought like when you work a wedding, like the photographer, like you account to like give the photographer food. That's part right? of it. Yeah. Right. That's part yeah. Of it. yeah. Something. But they didn't. I don't know. Yeah, you give the yeah, you give the vendors, they get like maybe like 30 minutes or something between just like everyone eating. Like they get the vendors to rest after you do like the table stuff, like where you take Mm -hmm. pictures of the right at the table. And then yeah, even the DJ kind of knows because the DJ will play music, you know, like that little lull between Mm -hmm. like like the the the, like the the first playlist or something. Yeah, what it's it's (laughs) like the half it's the half dance, or it's like the it's the it's like the first dance between that and like the garter toss and the yeah, that break is for the vendors. So the vendors get their food. They can finally take a little bit of rest. And then that's when like they go, bride and groom just roam around. But that's for the vendors. They get to the eat. The more you know. Stuff. Yeah, because they need rest. They've been working literally all day. Like, okay. so like they get like 30 minutes to eat their food. They go usually in the back or in another room. They eat their food and then they come out and then all the other stuff goes on. But like literally like that's why I hate weddings. And yeah, bridezillas do that. Bridezillas are just like, no, you can't do that. No, I need this picture, picture. Oh, freaking it. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes. Like I get it because it's like, oh, this is a special day for you. But it's like, be mm-hmm. human about it. Yes. Like, right. Empathetic yes. or like, you know, understand that like, yes, I'm working for you, but I'm not your slave. You know? Yeah. But yeah. that's how they that's how they treat you for 14 hours. That's literally they how treat they treat you, you for 14. Yeah, it's is crazy. It? Yeah. I'm going to yeah. keep this in mind if I ever happen to get married if you like be nice to the <laughs> photographer. Yeah. Be nice to them. That and like uh, I know that it's like a ton of money but if you get a wedding planner that like will be there for the day of your wedding and help you through like basically Dude. be the, the assistant director for your wedding it becomes so much easier. Having a wedding then planner they're is so the great. ones that make sure that everything is lining up and all this stuff happens to where people get breaks and like this this goes smoothly ah, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So literally the bride be the one. The bride has <laughs> nothing to do but have fun. It's the exactly. greatest thing when you get a wedding yeah. planner. It's the worst thing when the bride's the wedding planner. The wedding it planner. is the oh, worst God. thing. It's so hard <laughs> to work so those I mean, I give I give it to them though, because it's like most of the time when that happens, it's like they don't have enough money to get a wedding planner. So it's like mm-hmm. I get it, dude. Like I understand because we come from humble beginnings, but like, mm-hmm. bro, yeah. please get someone else to do it. Yeah. Please. Yeah, like your get mom, a friend or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get your friend. Yeah. And then your friend so will hate much. you for a month, but like <laughs> But you'll get your photos. You'll get, you'll get your yeah. photos. You'll forget everything. The photographer was, will not delete. Yeah. There was a long period of time because of the movie that I wanted to be a wedding planner. The wedding planner with oh, the one with yeah. JLo. I was like, oh, that's my dream good, job. I want to be a wedding I thought planner. about that too, girl. Like literally, JLo can make you do anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. She makes it look good. And well, you know what? Good. Is it weird? Like I remember that movie. I I kind of just like remember. Um, like 
the beginning of the movie after the wedding where she's home and then she's yeah, like, yeah, I love dinner. that scene. And yeah. then she sits down and she's looking through the magazine, still doing research. I was like, that's the grind she's right so there. So like, neat, too. I yeah, love how she was dude. so neat. She had a nice apartment about it, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. it wasn't super big, but it was just like just cozy enough for like one mm-hmm. person to kind of live comfortably. And mm-hmm. I was just like, that's kind of cool. And then she's still on the grind. <laughs> at the very end. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's my favorite part of the movie. Like, I don't remember the rest. Something about am- like being, I don't know, like, breaking a statue's like dong off or was that the thing was that in the yeah, movie yeah yeah like the mm-hmm. dong broke off on the statue right i don't know why you I would remember, remember that, that kp you would remember that yeah <laughs> that sounds like a kp i love how like in the <laughs> beginning of rom-coms the the girl is always a workaholic and then she meets her man that's I am my workaholic that's phase you guys my romantic movie's about mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to start. <laughs> i'm more like jimmy fallon i'm just trying to I'm just trying to see the red <laughs> You remember Fever Pitch? Fever oh, yeah. Pitch is like perfect. It's With like Drew the Barrymore. definitive, yeah, the definitive version of that. That and um, Jimmy Fallon was in a movie. Dude, Jimmy yeah. Fallon was in that movie. He was in Taxi with Queen Latifah. Have you seen that one? What? Shut yeah. up. He was in Taxi. I haven't. He seen played. It. He played a cop. Like Jimmy he Fallon a... acted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, he was on SNL. He was he, I know movies. he was on SNL, but that's different. That's like being a comedian. I didn't know yeah, he like acted, acted. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that's really yeah. acting. It Dude. was Jimmy Fallon in a movie. <laughs> fever, fever. Yeah, it was Jimmy Fallon playing Jimmy a Fallon Jimmy Fallon type. Like, that's what he was doing. But uh, watch Fever Pitch is one of my favorite rom-coms. That's really good. And that's it. That's Drew Barrymore, right? Oh, I do love a Drew. I do love a Drew. I do love it. I watched the Drew Barrymore show and she is exactly how she is in like how you see her. You would imagine it. Yeah. 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 I believe it. It it can get annoying though. Like because she's very like, oh my God, I'm so happy. I love you guys so much. And like, I'm just like, okay, girl, like. Like the camera's not rolling anymore. Like you can just chill. (laughs) I appreciate that Drew Barrymore made herself a Drew Barrymore type. Like that's a type. Mm. Yeah, so that she always gets just gets the roles, or that, or just like her friendship with Adam Sandler just gets her every Adam Sandler movie. I love how she started off as like someone who was like really rebellious and like was a drug wild child, yeah, wild child, and then she just like redeemed, uh, not redeemed, but like. She's you know. like, I'm a hippie now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read like her literally. book. Her, I have her book, um, Wildflower. It actually was a really good read. Mm. Oh, really? Yes. What are like main that... takeaways? Um, she was a flower. There <laughs> it talks about her like French, the thing where she like flashed her boobs like on mm-hmm. like live camera, like that. And like oh, when was just, this? Like, Is there a YouTube? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is there a YouTube video oh, like just depicting that? <laughs> Pervy KP, you're a pastor. No, I um, just I just want I just want to like I'm a visual learner. So like oh my like you read the book. I like I like to watch the I like to watch the, the, the movie, movie adaptation. Version, yeah. The movie adaptation of her book. So I just you know, that's <laughs> his face. <laughs> <laughs> that's that All right. 